Hello, everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein. I am a narcissistic abuse life coach. And today, I'm going to be talking about why victims of abuse defend their abuser. Victims of abuse are often unaware that their relationship is even abusive to begin with. And this is most notably because of the love they have for their abuser, oftentimes stemming back from the love bombing stage initially within the relationship. Victims of abuse are deeply trusting of their abuser and they're vulnerable to them and often are really deeply in love with them, therefore clouded from the truth that the relationship is in fact fraudulent and abusive. Defending one's abuser has to do with the trauma bond that occurs when a narcissist pulls their victims in with the aforementioned love bombing and really stick their fangs into their victims, causing them to be trapped in the mental prison of their abuser. Even once the abuse is obvious, they really don't want to believe that all the love was fake. They don't want to believe that they were, that they were duped in this way or that they, sim- or they simply made excuses for their abuser's bad behavior or ignore it really creating a mental construct of the abuser which is good. So they, in a sense, in their minds, they create this idea, idea of their abuser being good. And this is the splitting effect where victims will compartmentalize the abuser into two separate individuals. The abusive side of them will often be denied, made excuses for. The good side of them uh, will be held as the true uh, relationship, as the true individual. They will hold on to that that idea of them in order in order to really hold on to their bond with the abuser. This is especially tragic with children who need to defend their abusive parents as their life truly depends on it. And, and really the ramifications of having a parent be entirely exploitive and, and truly abusive renders them completely abandoned and unsafe. And therefore they need to enter into this sort of denial state to maintain some sort of made up bond in order to uh, ultimately protect themselves from feeling truly abandoned in order to feel somewhat safe. Victims are usually brainwashed to defend their abuser. And this is where you see narcissistic abusers meticulously gaslight, manipulate, uh, create certain storylines, drama, and really never being seen as the abuser uh, with where victims will create profound excuses uh, for, for, for their abuser. The narcissist will create excuses for themselves, for their terrible behavior. They'll use deflection techniques, avoidance techniques uh, to avoid confrontation with their behavior. Uh, and oftentimes blaming their victims, and really it's just to keep their victims unaware of the truth of the relationship. And this is most notably uh, identified in gaslighting as the abuser creates a false narrative, a, a false story, in order to uh, really where one where they are the hero of their of the story uh, and not the abuser. And any any mistakes or any abuse that they do, uh, it's never their fault. Oftentimes because they were a victim, or they blame their their victims for their own mistreatment. Codependent victims often defend their abuser because the abuser is the protection from being abandoned entirely. Thus, any abuse at all, all the abuse that is being had is still better than being alone, something that is oftentimes terrifying for victims, uh, for codependent victims. In addition, there is an addictive element to codependency, and victims are really heavily addicted uh, to their abuser and will defend them much like an addict defends their uh, drug of choice and ultimately uh, denies that they are in fact an addict. And this is really not to blame the victim, but just to bring clarity as to how the dynamics are set up uh, where codependents really are hooked into this relationship physiologically, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually. It does not just happen uh, really on, on, a, on a face value level. There's a lot of depth to the enmeshment that happens in these relationships. 
Facing the truth of one being an abusive in an abusive relationship would really shatter the victim's world. Uh, it really, so really defending the abuser is less about defending the abuser as it is defending the lies that the victims often bought into or continue, need to continue to buy into in order to maintain distance from this very shattering of the illusion of what the relationship uh, seems to be. That would in fact be heartbreaking and heart crushing. So the abuse isn't all that bad of an option if this is the other option. Many abusers, narcissistic abusers specifically, are charismatic, remarkably charismatic. And so they're able to dupe the public well and really are an emotional slaughterhouse behind closed doors. They're able to manipulate everyone on the outside of their righteousness uh, when in reality they are in fact remarkably abusive. Really, many victims are not believed because no one would believe that them if they did speak out, really forcing them to enter into a denial state, defend their abuser to the public, and merely make excuses for the abuser to themselves, oftentimes gaslighting themselves and just simply denying any, any uh, abuse that exists. Victims in this hostage situation have a, have a really difficult dilemma, obviously, and, and often stay with their abuser and really def die defending them in this psychological prison. This is a true tragedy. Justice is never served, and they get away with, and the abuser really gets away with psychological and spiritual murder. Abusers take their victim, take their little secret to the grave, and victims often become abusers themselves, as because of the helplessness and the learned helplessness, they feel that in fact abusing is really the only way to survive. It's abuse or be abused. Victims of such a trauma bond and such a, such, such a catastrophe are often very difficult to deal with and very confused, have an oftentimes have a confused, dazed look on their face where they're really just not with it. Uh, and this is because they are, in fact, in denial. Uh, con communicating with these individuals, oftentimes they are simply unaware of the words you are saying because they cannot even entertain that reality that you're coming at. Yelling at them, Trying to knock sense into them doesn't necessarily help, and oftentimes they get angry because you are simply telling them something that they cannot hear at that moment. Victims of such a situation, though, need to wake up to the reality of the situation that their the relationship is abusive. They need to not split the abuser into two, but really see the whole individual for who they are. And if a person is 20% or even 10% abusive, they are abusive. There's no such thing as splitting an individual into their good and bad behavior. If you decide, if you are in a situation like this, you're in a hostage situation with a, a narcissistic abuser, and you decide to leave the, the, the relationship, it's vital to understand that you're probably going to have attacks against your character, reputation, and perhaps even physical threats and gang stalking. All this is really an attempt to hush you up and pull you back into submission and make sure that their secret doesn't get out. So it's more about pulling you back in so A, you can be used as a narcissistic supply and serve, ultimately be controlled, but also to to protect their reputation, the abuser's reputation, from ultimately being uh, getting out there and then being exploited. I should say exposed. It's important to not take these attacks personally and really to get the assistance and support needed for, uh, really to exit from these situations. A friend, a colleague, a therapist, uh, somebody who can really support you emotionally as you make the journey out of this uh, out of this uh, situation. You'll often be scapegoated. Uh, people will come after you. Um, but this is to be expected because ultimately they're losing their full-time slave. Waking up from this denial state is vital on the healing journey in order to see the full truth of those who of those who are abusing you and the effects of this relationship uh, had on their victims. 
Um, the truth will set you free. I feel strongly that if you do face the truth, if you listen to your gut feeling, if you listen to your, uh, if you get uh, pervasively and incredibly honest with yourself, you will see, uh, you will be able to get yourself out of the situation, but it takes rigorous, honest self-reflection. And ultimately, uh, this is going to help you uh, navigate your way. Uh, the truth will certainly set you free. Please do reach out uh, if you're struggling from this issue. I find that many people are struggling even once they leave the relationship to heal and cope with the loneliness. So please understand that's normal and healing is certainly more than possible. If you're struggling from this issue, I've worked with many patients who have struggled and ultimately are able to uh, really clean off the, so to speak, brainwashing, clear it out, flush out the negative ideas and, 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 and illusions and ultimately heal. I can be reached at YITZ, Y-I-T-Z at psychologicalhealingcenter.com by phone 252-696-4852. I offer a free 50-minute consultation, so do reach out and take advantage of that. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It's truly an honor to bring you this information today. And until next time, all the best.